Welcome to the Girl Scout Advantage podcast, a podcast where we educate, empower, and share the stories of the Girl Scout experience. Join us to rediscover the magic of leadership, teamwork, and personal discovery. The Girl Scout Advantage, a podcast where you will learn how the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan creates successful girls for today who will become the leaders of our tomorrow. Hello and welcome to another Girl Scout Advantage podcast with the Girl Scouts Heart of Michigan. My name is Brenna Smith, Special Project Coordinator here at GSHOM, and today I have the opportunity to speak with Renee Svetik, who's one of our junior leaders um, here in Michigan. So Renee, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm excited. Can you tell me a little bit about your role with Girl Scouts? Sure. I am the junior leader with my daughter, and I also take on the role in our area with the area leaders as the event planner for our area, like planning um, trips and planning outings and stuff like that. Plus, I also have helped within the last couple of years to build up membership in our area, which is exciting. Awesome. What kind of events do you guys host in your area? Um, We just did like an all event girls swimming at the local college Um, last year for Girl Scouting uh, birthday. We did um, roller skating the year before that we did bowling. Um, We do like a like I just put on a big thinking day event in February and it was awesome. Tell me about the thinking day event. Um, A lot of people don't understand what thinking day is for Girl Scouts. So I had to educate a lot of the leaders on how and what needed to be done. And then we rented or got a space that we could hold enough girls. And we wound up having about 100 girls come. And it just basically talks about how Girl Scouting and Girl Guiding around the world. And they actually got to learn their area that they pick. But they also got to learn other Girl Scouts that had picked like countries for them to learn. Wow, that sounds like a really successful event, over 100 girls in attendance. So what is what would you say is your favorite part about, you know, being that that event planner and helping with recruitment in your area? I get to be involved with a lot of different leaders and a lot of different people in our community. So I'm not your typical person because I also have kids that do sports and all the other stuff. So I know quite a few people in our community so I can reach out to them and say, Hey, can you sponsor us for this? Or, Hey, can you let us use your area? Cause we don't want to pay a hundred dollars to run it. That kind of stuff. Cool. So really having the opportunity to bring together your connections and, and help Girl Scouts grow. That's what it is. I love doing that part. That's awesome. How did you first get involved in Girl Scouts? Um, back way back when I was a young girl, um, my mom started me like first grade in scouting and she wasn't my leader to start with, but she got involved with us and I stayed in it throughout. And I think I was in it for the whole 12 years while I was in school and then I didn't have kids for a while, but then after I got, after I had a daughter, got her involved in Scouts, got my son involved in Scouts, and here we are. Sounds like it has been a, a pretty big part of your life. I think it's really shaped the person I am because I have a tendency to be more of the leader type person than the follower. Mm. 
Is that something you feel that you've learned from Girl Scouting? I think so. I think also my daughter has picked up on that in the over the years that we've been doing it because I noticed that she'll kind of step into that role if I'm not there. That has to be cool to see her kind of stepping into that uh, leadership role. And I try to empower the other girls in the troop to take on leadership roles too. Mm-hmm. So why have you stayed involved in Girl Scouting and made Girl Scouts a continuous part of your life? I feel that this is my way of helping the girls to grow and be that leader and be that person that wants to take on what they want to take on, not to just sit on the sidelines and not to be sitting and looking at their computers or their, you know, electronics. Mm. How do you go about accomplishing that with your girls? I try to make it fun. I try to make it exciting, like going camping, doing STEM stuff. Um, Another big thing that I like to do is day camp. I'm actually assistant director of a day camp up this way for in the summertime. And I kind of fell into that one because my daughter loved going to this day camp. And one of the ladies was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it next summer. And she's really, the director's really going to need some help. Well, then I got to be really good friends with the director. And then the other assistant director, her daughter, is actually in my troop. So we get together a lot and do planning and that kind of stuff. So I'm more involved than I probably should, (laughs) but I love, I love, I love that I can make a difference in the girls' lives. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what it's all about. So if you had to pick one story throughout your Girl Scout experiences, or maybe two, um, that really just encapsulates it and and brings it all together, what stories would you tell? Mm. That's, that's kind of crazy because there's lots that I would tell. I know Um, it's a tough question. (laughs) I think for me that I notice is to stay involved just to, um, don't, I I guess, cause I've seen with being involved with the leaders and being involved with the area leaders and stuff. Um, I've seen where leaders, they really don't know what to do. And then there's other leaders like me that's like gung-ho. I've had several people like, oh, Renee, she's so awesome. She, she you know, her, your daughter is really going to be involved in doing stuff in her troop because I like to take them and keep them involved and, and take them camping, take them to different places that they've never been before, you know, so that they are not afraid to go out into the world and experience stuff because some of those girls might not get a chance to go. Like my one of my things that we did two things that I did as a Girl Scout when I was younger. Um, I went up on the Mackinac Island Honor Guard and I did that for two years. And I was talking to one of my leaders a few years ago about it. And she's like, well, my daughter heard about that. She could really try out for that. And I'm like, she said, could totally try out for that. I said, because I think that that's an experience that a girl should get a chance to do, to be around other girls from other places, but also do service to the state, you know. And so by me telling my experience to that leader and mom, she got her daughter to go. And then I was so excited because this last year was their 40th anniversary, and I actually got to go to it because they Mm -hmm. had a bunch of things. Yeah, they had a bunch of things set up up on the island. I actually got to go, and I got to see a couple of girls that I know, one from my area and then one from a friend of mine that her daughter went. So I got to see those girls up there in action, and I thought that was the best thing ever. 
And my daughter's like, mom, I want to do that. I want to do that. I'm like, you can, I'm not going to stop you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I'm not, but I'm not going to be, I'm going to be that mom. That's also going to be like, well, you didn't make it this year. Then try for it next year. You know, you're going to have, you're going to have ups and downs. And I think that's another thing that the girls learn is you're not always going to win and you're not always going to, but then you, you tell, teach them how to handle it. Absolutely. So there are a couple, a couple follow-up questions I have to what you just said. So the first, um, when you talked about, you know, other leaders that you meet who just really don't know what to do or, or how to keep girls excited and engaged, what advice would you give to those leaders? My advice, depending on how much they want to do and get involved is go to trainings because you can network with different leaders. Um, come to the area events. We network with each other all the time. I also think that I went, when I was with a different area, I went to the training, the weekend involved training. I haven't had a chance to get to one since then, but I thought that that was awesome because I got to see leaders in totally different areas that I got to network with. Mm. So I think that that helps a lot. So you're getting ideas and it just depends on how gung-ho you are to take your kids and do stuff. And then the other thing that I was wondering about is the Mackinac Honor Guard. Can you tell us a little bit about that? If somebody has never heard of that, what is that all about? Sure. Um, What that entails is the scout would apply to go to the um, Mackinac Island. There's a barracks up there. Um, There's a selection that they take on, I don't know, 40 or 50 girls to go. And then there's like 10 or 15 adults and they go up on the Island and they help raise and lower the flags. There's a couple different guard stations where they go and hand out pamphlets and give information to travelers that are coming through. Um, it's really an honor because um, that's something that not every scout gets a chance to do. I know they do it with the boy scouts, but I've always been involved with the girls. So I've, you know, and actually I know a few of the people that had gone up there in the past and it's really cool to talk to other girls that had gone up there because you experienced the same stuff or things have changed just, you know, moderately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's more about service because you go up there and you help keep everything cleaned up. You're putting up and taking down the flags that decorate the areas. Um, you just get to become part of this, that area and then you fall in love with the, the area too. Cause that's, I love going up there. What would you say was your favorite part of being involved in that? I think my favorite part was actually going out on my own. I was probably middle school and I actually could experience this. I didn't have to have my mom there. I didn't have to have my other troop members there other than I think I had my, my, one of my girlfriends for her and I went the first year, but the second year I went by myself, but you get to take away from it. You have friends that you meet from other places. You get to depend on other adults than just your, your mom or your troop leader or whatever. Um, I also think that that helped to bring out that leadership, that, that individuality that, you know, you can, do when you're older. And I think that that helps escalate that part. Like when you go off to college or when you go out on your own. Really gives you the chance to have some independence before independence is like thrust upon you. Right. So thinking about the Girl Scout promise and the Girl Scout law, what would you say is the, the part that sticks out the most to you or is most important to you? 
I think it's really cool because you see the girls when I first started doing the uh, troop, being the troop leader, seeing how honest the girls were. They were so Mm -hmm. honest and fair with each other. But as they got older and they got more, uh, I don't know, more emotions and more on everyday life, I try and remind them this is what we live by is honest and fair, friendly and helpful, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite law is be a sister to every Girl Scout because I, when I went away to camp or when I went to day camp the first couple of times and I got talking to the um, camp director, her and I were in Girl Scouts about the same time, but she was like Northern part of Michigan. We mm-hmm. had a lot of the same, we had a lot of the same cookie patches. We had a lot of the same, um, different patches like on time patches that kind of stuff because we were from the same area I thought that was really cool so we got to talk about and connect you know in the Girl Scout realm so thinking about a sister to every Girl Scout well that kind of took it one step further I didn't know her but we had the same experiences if that makes any sense oh absolutely yeah Girl Scouts is definitely a connecting factor for a lot of girls and women who have experienced it over the years So why do you think Girl Scouts is important and relevant today in 2019? Well, I think that it helps the girls to, it empowers them to think that they can do things where I think when, even when I was a girl, not necessarily I could say stereotypes, but it kind of pushes the boundary on stuff where they Mm -hmm. feel that they're not going to be judged as much. And they're not going to hold anything back. So it really is kind of a safe space for girls to take risks. Yep, it is. If you had to choose um, what the greatest lesson that you've learned because of Girl Scouting, what would you choose? Oh, boy, that's a tough one. (laughs) I've learned to not judge a book by its cover in the sense of, like, I have a girl that's in my troop that she's kind of shy and she's kind of, I thought she was just kind of mousy and she didn't have a lot of confidence, but I think being in my troop the last few years, she's warmed up to me and she's really come out of her shell. And I think that that, there's a couple of them that really have, and I kind of push them out of their comfort zone sometimes because they're like, oh, I can't do that. I'm like, yeah, you can. You just got to give yourself some confidence. And I think sometimes I think even their parents are like, oh, they can't do that. Well, yeah, they can just give them a chance. You know, I'll make sure and push them where like sometimes I think parents and I do this sometimes with my daughter as I think I push too much. Mm. I'm not the type of parent that doesn't hold anything back. I'm like pushing because I want to make sure that they know how to do it for themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and I think I do that with my girls in my troop. But I also think my mom did that with us, but we didn't realize that she was doing that with us. You know what I mean? So I think I'm following in her footsteps. And my lesson that I take away from that is, like I said, don't judge a book by its cover and don't try to don't try to put a cover on something when you want to take the cover off and let the girls do what they can. Absolutely. I love that. You touched a little bit on on your troop, but I would love to hear just more about your troop itself and why you love being a troop leader. <laughs> oh, there's lots and lots of personalities, the mixture of the girls that I have in my troop. Um, 
which makes it fun. I've been doing in this area, in the Freeland area, I've been with that troop for three years now. But I've been, I've had a troop going on, this is my fifth year. And um, just having the mixture of personalities can be challenging, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say. But it makes it fun because I'm like, you guys have to realize that everybody takes a turn. You guys have to realize that you might have a strong personality, but we need to let her take charge and do something. So being in Freeland the last three years, I've taken my girls camping twice. Um, We got to the first time we went camping was when um, we did like the troop. What is it? The troop plus where you do the trainings and they learn right along with us like we did um we had to do um learn how to start a fire with really wet wood and what would help that my girls were all about it Mm. so they were old enough that they could help with it that I wasn't afraid that they were going to burn their hands off so they enjoyed doing that part of it um what else did we do that weekend it was raining and I can just see us like walking through the woods and just splashing through the puddles. And they loved it. Even though it rained almost the whole time we were there, they loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can just remember walking, like I said, through the woods and they, we all had ponchos on and we were just soaked to the bone. But I can still remember them singing and just can hear it echoing off the trees and just hearing the other troops that were there with us. They just love to hear my, cause my girls were a little bit older. Cause the other girls that were with us or that, you know, in the camp were younger, but my girls were, I think they were second year brownies when we went. And so they were old enough. I didn't have to take them to the bathroom. They could go together or whatever, but I can still remember that it was so wet and sloshy and, but they begged to go again cause they just loved it. Sometimes the best camp experiences are the ones where things don't go as planned, right? You have weather, you know, interfering and things like that. Sometimes those are the most fun days. That is for sure. And I can remember the second time we went camping, it was a better weather. Mm. And we actually got to go, we did boating. And at the camp we went to was in Camp Linden and they actually have an area that they could go boating in, but then they also had the swimming pool and stuff, but we didn't go early enough that it was nice enough to go swimming. I think we went in May. Mm. So of course it was just springtime. It was still chilly. Um, but we went boating and the first thing they did is they went out in a rowboat. So I stayed back as one of the other girls, one of the girls didn't want to go on the boat, which I said is perfectly fine. But I have a picture and a video of all of them sitting in a boat with my other co-leader. And they're like screaming and hollering and rocking and stuff. (laughs) My other leader that's with them, my co-leader, she's like, you guys need to stop. You guys need to stop. She's just yelling. But it was how they learn. I said, you guys got to learn to coexist on that boat so you're not rocking it, you know. And then the lady that was there from the camp, she's laughing and talking to me about it and Finally, they came back in and they all climbed out, trying not to get wet. Because, of course, you got to step towards the edge of the water, trying not to get wet. Of course, they were having fun with that. And, well, then they got to use the uh, individual paddle, like the, um, what are those called? The kayaks. Mm -hmm. To use the kayaks. And some of the girls absolutely loved it. Well, there was a double one and my daughter wanted to go really bad. 
But she says, Mom, you got to come with me on this double kayak. Here, I had never been in a kayak, and I don't think she had ever been in a kayak. So we're going along and going along, and the wind was just blowing just right. Every time that we would paddle, it would splash up on us. So, of course, we're soaked. But the sun is shining, so it's not too bad. It's still chilly, but the sun is shining. But I can still, I mean, I can remember that with the sun on our face and the water on our legs and the, everything smelled like fish. <laughs> we still had a good time. And I think that all of the girls, even the one that was scared about going out on a boat, she went out on one of the kayaks with me and she had a good time. So it was something that she didn't, wasn't comfortable with, but I talked her into going out on it and she had a good time. That's awesome. Such, such good memories for, for you and the girls. Well, they still talk about that and they still talk about going camping and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Our big our big trip this year, they wanted to go to, there's, um, in Frankenmuth, it's called Splash Village. Mm. And they wanted to go stay overnight and then experience the, the, the water park. So I said, okay, you guys planned it. You guys get us all this many cookies. And that's what we're doing the Thursday and Friday before Easter this year. Oh, awesome. So they met their cookie goal and everything? Yep. That's amazing. So fun. How many cookies did they have to sell to get that to happen? Do you know off the top of your head? I think it was like 100 cookies per girl or 110 cookies per girl. I think we figured it out. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a couple of them fall short, but there were several girls that had sold several over 100. Yeah. And um, I did several cookie booths where we sold all of our cookies. So we were we were right on track. That's awesome. And I'm sure that that was a great motivator for the girls, too. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, I will be thinking of you guys, uh, what is that, two weeks away from from now? You guys will be on your super fun trip. That's so exciting. So, Renee, what is your life motto? Always be prepared. Mm. Always be prepared because I know everything that I've read, everything that I see, for doing a troop meeting, always have something in your pocket extra to do. And that's what I always tell all new leaders. And what I mean by that is, okay, you got your meeting all planned out. And I've had this happen to me. Have your meeting all planned out. And then you go through everything that you have and you still got 20 minutes before everybody gets picked up. So you're thinking to yourself, oh man, what do I do now? You know, you got kids running around bouncing off the ceilings. (laughs) So what I tell everybody to do is be overprepared. Take extra crafts with you. Take and figure out a couple of different games that you can do. Um, and just recently, because of camp and stuff, we've been going over different songs. Try and learn a couple of different songs and have your girls sing them, because then they'll be singing them all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a great piece of advice. On that same vein of advice... If you were speaking with somebody who was on the fence about becoming a Girl Scout leader, what would you tell them? I would tell them they're not alone because there are several Girl Scout leaders in your area that have been in that same position. I was in that same position. I had a little more, I had a little more insight because I was a scout myself, but mm-hmm. like I said, go to leader meetings, go to trainings. You can like I said, you can network with different people, get different ideas. And I have I have several people call me or instant message me or whatever. Hey, what do you think about this? What should I do for this? And I'll give them my advice. But my ultimate advice is like, what would you do? 
mm-hmm. what would you do with your kids? You know, um, because not everybody's the same. Not everybody takes the same advice. Absolutely. So what advice would you give for a girl in today's world? What would I give advice for for a girl in the world? I guess, like I've said, don't let yourself, don't let anything hold you back. Mm. I mean, if it's financial, we can find a way to get financial help for you to go on a trip or go someplace. If it's an obstacle, like disability or whatever, we can figure that out. Don't let anything hold you back. That is great advice. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Just that I have always been told that I bleed green and white. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but absolutely it does. I can get together with other leaders and there's a leader that's in our area. Her daughter graduated last year, but she's staying on as like an advisor for our our leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, Her and her and I can get together and we can just talk Girl Scouts. One Mm -hmm. time was doing something with me and we had some, cause I actually do all of the cookie and candy nut sales. I do that for our area too. And I, I think I was getting money or something from her. I don't, I don't know if it was money. I don't, it was paperwork anyways for that. And her and I, we got the stuff done. And then we just sat and talked about like trips and camping and leaders in the area. And it all involved girls, Girl Scouts mm. activities. So you can definitely tell by listening to you and listening to your experiences that you really do bleed green and white. You know, Girl Scouts <laughs> is such a big part of who you are. And that's amazing. We're thankful for, for volunteers like you. That makes me feel really good. Well, Renee, thank you so much again for talking with me today. I think that your stories and your experiences give a really good glimpse at what it's like to be a volunteer. And hopefully anybody who listens to this episode, you know, will listen to your experiences and maybe they're the one on the fence who then decides to jump in and be a troop leader. So thank you again so much for chatting with me and sharing all of your experiences. Thank you for having me. To all of our listeners, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please be sure to do so by clicking that beautiful subscribe button that you see, and then be sure to leave us a rating and a review so that we know what you guys like to listen to. Um, After that, make sure you share this episode far and wide so that everyone can hear about the life-changing aspects of becoming a Girl Scout troop leader and someone who bleeds green and white. So thank you again for joining us. My name is Brenna Smith, and until our next adventure, be bold, be brave, and leave each place a whole lot better than you found it. change the world.